Welcome to Maximum Octane and your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution in the automotive industry. I'm your host, Kim Hickey, former shop owner turned industry educator, speaker, and entrepreneurial motivator. Each week during our ride together, you will hear unfiltered stories of inspiration and transformation shared by successful business owners and CEOs. Their experiences will motivate you to do things you never thought possible, encourage you to reach your full potential, and help you to exchange unproductive habits for productive ones. While many of my guests will be related to the automotive industry, it's crucial in the world of tomorrow that we stop being silos and we open our minds to ideas and inspiration from other industries as well. We also know that to be truly successful in business, you must have a healthy work and home life balance. All of my guests are handpicked with these crucial elements in mind. Our industry is evolving by the second, and we need to as well. Buckle up, because here we go. Welcome to this week's episode of Maximum Octane with your ringleader, Kim Hickey. Joining me today is a very brilliant and amazing man that the little bit of time that I've gotten to learn to know him a little bit and about what he does, I'm just in awe. And I feel like if everybody... We're living rad, like my guest coming up here was, the world would be a much better place. So I'd like to welcome Robert Radnoti to my show. How are you? I'm great and excited to be here with you, sending you lots and lots of love. And we're going to have some fun here, I'm sure. Well, I need it. And because uh, <laughs> this is like all still new to me, as you know. So I'm so excited. There's going to be some links also that when you hear all about from Robert, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, he is amazing. And where can I find out more about him? So the links will be linked back, but it's robertradnodi.com or radnodihypnosis.com. So with that being said, one of the things that I am so just I don't even know how to describe it about with you is your ability to turn things around and to think positively and just live in rad is your, one of your uh, mottos, right? You live life to the fullest. So can you talk to me about that a little bit? Well, first of all, it's a long time coming. It's not something that just kind of happened like that. It's something that I, you know, it's a lifelong journey for all of us. And um, I've gone through uh, some various changes and shifts, starting as my career as a chemical engineer, working for Big Bad Exxon Oil Company, and uh, worked for them for many years before I quit to become first a high school track and field and cross country head coach, and then uh, moved on to a university division one program to become their head coach. And just uh, last year, I left that to become a hypnotherapist. And so uh, life is a journey. It sure is. And I noticed behind you a very impressive array of diplomas and certifications and all of that. that. That's all part of your journey. Do you want to speak to those for a moment? Well, let's see. Um, one of them is my chemical engineering degree from University of Colorado. And then I've got an MBA from UCLA. And then I've got my uh, hypnotherapy degree from HMI, which is a real hypnotherapy school. It took me 18 months to go through that thousand hours worth of program. It's not like a a weekend or a week program that some people go to and declare themselves a hypnotherapist. I got a 
an email from a, a friend today that I met in Portugal at a, a program and said that she went to a weekend hypnotherapy program. Now she's a hypnotherapist like me. And I'm oh, saying, that's there, awesome. no, you're not a <laughs> hypnotherapist like me. Uh, but uh, there's all sorts of other things there. Um, I'm certified uh, a life coach and NLP and now a neuro change solutions consultant and trainer. So yeah, I'm into learning. Okay. So, you know, the obvious question first is how do you go from being a chemical engineer to a hypnotherapist? (laughs) Well, um, (laughs) in between, I was a track coach and that's kind of a key to that. Okay. I was at uh, Pepperdine University. Uh, We're a division one program. So we compete against the UCLA, Oregon, the big time programs. And I'm a very competitive guy and wanted to beat them. Unfortunately, at Pepperdine, we were minimally funded, uh, pretty much not scholarship program. And it's very difficult to recruit athletes that are competitive against uh, the big time programs. I wanted to win really badly. And so I was recruiting as best as I could. But, um, you know, we still just weren't where we wanted to be. And I started thinking that, gosh, if they just had a different mindset. And then I, I, I ran across this hypnotherapist and started talking with them and decided I would go to an introductory program at HMI about hypnotherapy with the intent of hypnotizing my athletes to run faster. And so I go through this 18 month program and I'm all excited. I'm ready to hypnotize my athletes. We went for a track meet up at San Luis Obispo um, on a Friday night. Six brave athletes said, yeah, coach, you could hypnotize me. And in front of our whole team, I, I hypnotized these six kids. And the next day they all set huge, huge personal records. I was really excited about it. And then I got called in on that Monday by my athletic director. (laughs) Um, I'm thinking he's going to say something good here. Like, wow, you broke all these records. Yay, thank you. He said, I heard what you did Friday night and then Saturday. And I go, yeah, it was amazing. And he goes, you know, you can't do that. And I said, what? So when when we talk about this, I don't want to interrupt you, but I am picturing right now you have your athletes lined up and you've got a clock like your grandfather's you know, pocket watch going, you're getting sleepy, you're getting sleepy. That's not how it works nowadays. (laughs) Although the process is kind of unique and especially I don't use the process that uh, we start out with initially because it's called the arm raising technique. And I did this with my athletes kind of in a it was in a loud place. It was kind of the bar situation at, I don't know if it was a, a courtyard by Marriott or, you know, one of those places where, you know, there's a big area and you could um, have everyone there. And it's called the arm raising technique. And literally the, the kids would have to put their arm on a table. And then I would say that your arm is feeling like it's filled with helium. And there's helium balloons. And before you know, without you being able to stop it, it's going to start raising and it's going to raise and your arm's going to get lighter and lighter, as light as a feather. And it keeps raising and it takes about between five and 15 minutes and it comes up and it hits the person in the face. And there's literally nothing they can do to stop it unless they just totally don't want to be hypnotized. 
And it comes up there. And as soon as it hits them, you touch them in the forehead when you're allowed to do this before COVID, hit, hit them in the forehead and say, deep sleep. And so hypnosis is not actually a sleeping technique, even though I say deep sleep. It is a overwhelm the conscious mind so that the conscious mind literally wants to escape to the subconscious. And then you put them into the right place where you can then serve them. Because all hypnosis means is putting you in a place where you're the most open to suggestions, suggestions that serve you. So there's a part of hypnosis that's stage hypnosis where someone can make you quack like a duck or run around like a chicken. I don't do that. (laughs) Um, I'm a hypnotherapist and we have a code of ethics. We are here to serve the client. And so we listen to each person, what they want, what they need, what they desire out of life, take good notes. And then we put them into the state of hypnosis, which is the state of theta brain waves. It's when your analytical mind is now, you've gotten beyond that and you're into the subconscious and you just make some suggestions into the subconscious to serve the client. And it's based on what they're telling us. Wow, that's fascinating. And, you know, so many of us have limiting beliefs, you know, with all day long, everybody you meet and I can't do that. I'm not capable of this. This won't work. You know, I've tried this before. My friend did it. That didn't work. You know what? It doesn't matter what kind of business you're in. It doesn't matter what field, what industry, what just even in daily life, right? Everybody has limiting beliefs. And so you thought, well, if I can get my athletes to change their mindset. So what were some of the things that they were challenged with that you wanted to help them overcome those limiting beliefs? Yeah. And so the limiting beliefs, oftentimes, you know, the ones that we know about when we say those things, that's one thing. But quite truthfully, in your subconscious and your subconscious mind is about 90 percent of your mind. And there's some research that shows this is up to 95 percent by you're in the mid 30s. All your thoughts, beliefs, habits, patterns are programmed into your subconscious, into your body. So you got 5% of your brain trying to overcome that 95% of thoughts already programmed into you. Wow, those are some big odds, huh? (laughs) Yeah, and and each and every day you have between 60 to 70,000 thoughts per day. 90% of them are the same thoughts you had the day before. And... Research also shows that 70% of all thoughts are negative. We don't realize that, though. They just happen. And so it does become a limiting, not just belief, a limiting program in your subconscious that as a hypnotherapist, we are working to eliminate those limiting beliefs. You know, that you just mentioned about the negative thoughts. I had to do a roundtable presentation I don't, last year or a year before, and it was about writing blogs and some other things. And I had done some research a little over and above than I already knew. And they said like 90, it was like 85 to 90% of the people, they click on bad headlines, negative headlines before positive ones. And I thought that is so sad that really our mind is programmed to look and say, oh, that's bad or that's negative. Let me click on that. And that we automatically choose to click on that negative headline versus the positive one. Well, I think that that's borne out with what you see on TV, you know, in the news, because that sensationalized news, that negative energy, people must be watching. I don't watch that, but people must be in the advertisers or paying for those programs because that's what's pretty much out there. So that makes sense to me that that's what it would be. But once you become sort of 
I don't know, this isn't the greatest word, but enlightened. When you decide that that's no longer what you want, you kind of stop listening to those kinds of things. Incredible. So for those that are listening right now that are, you know, you're going to have that camp of what the heck, Kim, you have a hypnotherapist. (laughs) Are you crazy? I'm not, you know, I don't buy into that. And half of them are going to say, wow, that's really intriguing. How do I find out more? What's the compromise in the middle? What's some things that people can do, whatever camp that they're in to say, you know, let me start to rewire my brain a little and start living my best life and the most positive life moving forward. Well, there's a couple of things I'd say. First of all, everyone goes through a state of hypnosis at least twice a day and more likely three or four times a day. So when you, cause it, it's a brainwave frequency. So it's the theta brainwave frequency. When you're asleep, you're in Delta brainwave frequency. And that's a slow frequency. As you start to wake up, you go through theta and then you go to alpha and then you go through beta and beta is the brainwave frequency that you operate in during the day. But you have to go through theta, which is the hypnotic state on the way to Delta or on the way to being fully alive in beta. You also go into a hypnotic state, oftentimes when you're driving, you know, sometimes when you're driving and you don't even notice, you know, kind of where you're going, you don't really pay attention. All of a sudden you get there, or maybe you've been missing an exit. It's because you've gone into that hypnotic state. The other time that's very prevalent is when you're watching TV or watching a movie, you get into a hypnotic state. That's why advertising works. And so a famous celebrity could be holding a can of Pepsi or Coke or driving a particular car, wearing something, and all of a sudden you want to buy that. You know, that's how people go. So for someone to say, I'm not into hypnosis, you are, you actually go through that. So let's take advantage of that. Because all it means is that you're in a state where you're the most open to suggestions. And you don't want suggestions coming from the advertisers. You want them coming from yourself. What serves you? And so particularly coming from the area of sports, and I think sports and business actually are are merging. You oftentimes see some famous sport coaches in particular writing a leadership or management or business book saying, here's how you need to do it. And then sometimes we see some business leaders, CEOs of big companies, General Electric and IBM, um, they're writing business books and or sport books. (laughs) And it comes down to kind of really interestingly, it's a visualization process. So if you want to hit a baseball, for example, and and a lot of people know this, a lot of your viewers would know this. If you want to play a sport, you visualize yourself hitting the ball or making the perfect catch or hitting the ball onto the green or maybe hitting the perfect serve, but you visualize it. And during the Olympics, oftentimes you see this visualization is a huge process. It's an important process in hypnosis, too, because we put you in that hypnotic state. And then we actually get you to visualize the successes that you want visually and to feel them because you have to pair the two. So if you want to have a great golf shot and then get a hole in one, you can visualize yourself hitting the ball, stroking the ball, and then you visualize the ball flying away and landing on the green, bounce, bounce, goes in the hole. But then you also need to visualize what the feeling would be of getting a holding wall. Whatever it is that you want to accomplish tonight. I don't think you're allowed to do that in golf. I think you have to, I don't think you do that in golf. You have to do like the, 
<laughs> well, I think that people get all in once. They do kind of a little bit go crazy because it's a uh, once every 20 years or something like that kind of uh, uh, situation. But yes, you can do that. And, and visualization is a good process. And, you know, particularly when you first wake up and right before you go to sleep, that's when you're in that theta brainwave frequency. That's when you're the most open to suggestions. So that's why oftentimes leading authorities will tell you to set your intention during for the day right when you wake up. Don't get on your phone right away. Set your intention for that day or right before you go to sleep. Set your intention for the next day because what you're doing is actually making suggestions into your subconscious. That's how the process works. And it's just fantastic. And you do hear that in all of the visualization. I mean, when they talk about what's possible, vision boards, goal posters, all of those things fall into the same category, right? Of where do you want to be? You know, what does life look like later? You know, what, what do you want? And be try to be in the moment and think about it. So all of that. Okay, so life happens. We can have all the best intentions of setting intentions and say, you know, go to bed at night and say, I'm going to be terrific tomorrow. I'm going to be my best self. I'm going to whatever. And then, you know, sometimes life can swing at you pretty hard, right? I mean, there's just days that it seems like doesn't matter what you do. <laughs> life comes a swing in. What, what's some suggestions you have for that? How do you not let that get the best of you and let it go from one day to two days to three days to four days because you just are like feeling overwhelmed and, and bowled over. And how do you turn that around? Well, I think a lot of that has to do with just kind of education and learning what's really going on. So one of the things I've gotten involved with is really understanding neuroscience and neuroplasticity and the quantum physics of the brain and understanding exactly what's going on. So for example, if something emotionally happens, an emotional charge happens, there are chemicals that are released in your limbic brain that causes those bad feelings to happen. The interesting part of that is that those chemicals dissipate. Guess how, how long that they, they stay in your system? Some days it feels like a week. How long? <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you why. Those chemicals dissipate in 90 seconds. What? The chemicals dissipate in 90 seconds. Now, here's what happens, though. Each and every time you think about that emotional charge, you cause those chemicals to be produced again and again and again and again. So if it, if it lasts a week, we call that actually a temperament because you are programming yourself to feel that, that because the event happened way back here. Wow. Understanding your mind, I think, is the next frontier. And for your listeners, this is so important. If you are feeling that sometimes life hits you down and it lasts a week or a month or a year. I guarantee you that the reason that's happening is because of the way you're thinking, your mindset. And you better get some information on how to change your mindset because it'll keep going. And really what it boils down to is that your personality creates your personal reality or your life. And your personality is made up of how you think, how you act, and how you feel. And so that present personality, you sitting here today, listening to this podcast, created the personal reality, your life. 
If you want to change your life, the only way to do it is to change your personality, change your thoughts, change your behaviors, and change your feelings. Because most people try to change their life without changing themselves as the same personality, and it simply doesn't work. You have to change yourself. And that's a hard thing for people to understand, but it's the truth because you have programmed your thoughts, beliefs, and feelings into your body. 95% of everything is programmed in your body. The only way to change is to change that. The first step is to become aware of what you're thinking, what you're doing, and what you're feeling, and to say, I no longer want to do it. Because right now, you just are unconscious of what you do. And it just happens. And it happens over and over. And you're creating these neural synapses and neural connections in your brain. And the only way to stop them is to prune them. Otherwise, you're going to continue to attract the same things that you do. And it happens every week, every year, over and over again. And you cannot change your life. You know, we all have those people in our lives and families and people you work with that it's like everything always is going wrong for them. Every, you know, you're afraid to say good morning. How are you today? Because it's going to be this list of, oh my gosh, you know, the dog ate my shoe and the taxi cab was late and my coffee maker didn't work. And it's just everything around them is always so negative. And I, I just think to myself, holy cow, I would not be able to get out of bed if like all of these things every day, day in and day out was so horrible. And I just wonder how do they get through that? And there's a way for them to turn that around, right? Without just every day, just being poor me, look at all these things happening. And well, it is difficult if, if you run into those kind of people. First of all, not everyone runs into those kind of people a lot. I don't run into those kind of people, right? Because you become the average of the five people you surround yourself with. So be careful on who you select those five people closest to you to surround yourself with. So I connect with people that are alive. Those are the people I connect with and I become the average of them. So I'm living rad and loving contagiously always because I'm around those kind of people. Now, if you want to help one of those kind of people, I tell you, it's kind of hard to do. And the reason is, is because they're addicted to the feelings that they're manifesting to themselves and they don't even know it. They have programmed themselves over and over again. And those are the same people that would say, I don't want to do hypnosis. It wouldn't work on me, blah, 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 blah. They're the ones that need it the most. They're the ones that think that, you know, they might play the lottery and win someday and they're going to change their life. Well, first of all, the people that win lotteries, the big ones, they end up losing all their money fairly quickly. The research shows and they get back to their same lives. So that doesn't do it. Like I said, the only way to really change your life is to change your personality. And you have to make a conscious choice and then you have to go about and do one of, there's lots of different processes to change it, but it's difficult to do because you have an environment that causes you to feel like this is the way it's going to be. And you have a body that's programmed and you have this time. And the time constraint is that you have a past that is a very familiar past and you look at the future, it's a familiar and predictable future because if you don't change you, it's gonna be the same thing as in the past. And so you have to stay in the present moment. People have a hard time staying in the present moment. The only way to change is to stay in the present moment and become greater than your environment, greater than your body and greater than time. 
And it's easier said than done. That's why hypnotherapy can really help someone because we put them in that state where they have now gone beyond their analytical mind, which is that monkey running around in our brain telling us, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't do that. You have to get beyond that. You have to get beyond what you programmed in your body and you have to get beyond the environmental circumstances. Don't you also know people that even if some stuff is happening in their lives, somehow they stay happy? And if you don't know one of those, go find one of those and figure out what are they doing? Because some people have figured it out, actually. There are some people that are amazing that you meet that you're like, they just always have the best, you know, it could be pouring rain and a wind and a tornado. And they're like, oh, the flowers are going to be so much better. Or they always have something. And, you they know, unfortunately, program their mind, they program their mind to do that. And it's not just positive thinking. Some people think that that's what it is. It's not that it's positive thinking associated with that visualization and the feeling. The feeling is so important. So you have to feel love and joy and compassion and grace before you even experience it in order to get to that point. You bring up something really important. I think about the feeling part of it. I've met people, you know, throughout the years and worked with different people and they'll decide, okay, I'm going to be more positive because they got feedback that maybe they were. And so they say a mantra every day or they do something, but they don't really believe it. And they, it doesn't really change. It's like they're reading something off a piece of paper every day without any meaning, without any feeling or whatever. So is that the piece they're missing is really visualize and and feel what that would look like if they reach that state or? Well, it certainly is. But at the same time, if someone has the discipline to say a statement over and over again, and I've done that myself, I've done it with two statements. I'll share these statements. If your listeners want two statements to change their life that they can repeat every day over and over and put as much feeling or little feeling impossible, it took me two years for both of these to actually become true or for my belief to get to that point. But I kept saying them over and over again. And the first one was that life is always happening for me, not to me. I love that. Life is always happening for me, not to me. And I think I probably heard that statement throughout my lifetime, but it didn't stick with me until like a two or three day period where Tony Robbins said that at a live event. And I happened to go to church the next Sunday and the pastor said it. And those two people saying it at the same time, all of a sudden it triggered in my mind and I wrote it down and said, I'm going to say that every day because I really like to that to be true, that life is happening for me. Because until that point, I think I thought that life was happening to me and I learned that it's not, it's really happening for me. And for every single person, all those things that happen in your life that you think hurt you or or they caused you to be the person you are today. If anything didn't happen exactly the way it happened, you wouldn't be that amazing human being that you are today. And so there's an exercise where you actually thank those situations or those people that came into your life that seem to be so hurtful because they made you stronger, more courageous, more bold, more whatever it is. They made you the person you are today. So that statement, life is happening for me, not to me, is very powerful. The other statement I really like also, and I did this one for two years too before, this one actually became true. I mean, like true, 
True, true, true. That other one I think is just a statement that I think is true. This one became true. And that is today is the best day ever again. I say that every single day. Today is the best day ever again. And when I first started doing that, I really didn't believe it. But again, after about two years, and this was this happened about two and a half years ago, literally every day since then, till I got it really programmed into my body, has become the best day ever. And now I'm just sitting there going like, okay, what's going to happen today? Because I know it's going to be the best day. I really, truly believe it. It's programmed into every cell in my body. The power of the mind is huge. And for people that have a growth mindset, you can get there. For people that have a fixed mindset, and 50% of the people have fixed mindset, 50% of the people have growth mindset, you got to become a growth mindset person. Otherwise, your life will never have a chance to change. And you'll keep attracting the same things over and over again, and you won't truly live. Wise, wise words. And I love both of those um, statements. And our, our listeners can listen more and find out more about you also on your podcast, correct? They can. Um, I have a podcast that I call Ratitude. And it's that radical attitude that you can do anything you want to in life. Um, I'm having a lot of fun with that. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of easy to find. <laughs> I will I will put a link for that as well. So, so before we end our session today, I just wanted to ask you in your opinion, because you've been an entrepreneur with the things that you've been doing. You've been a leader in different companies. You've been a mentor with sports and, and other things. What is one unproductive habit that you swapped out to a productive one that's made a difference in your life? An unproductive one. Hmm. Let's see. <laughs> well, I could think of some that I'm not sure that I want to say, but <laughs> the one that might be the most impactful, I would guess it's really getting control of my mind and becoming conscious of my thoughts. I think that, and I think this is true for most people until you figure this stuff out, that you just go through life and you just kind of expect things to happen the way they happen. And sometimes there's good things and sometimes there's not so good things and you deal with them. I think I've swapped that out for manifesting my life um, by using visualization techniques, self-hypnosis techniques, and really serving other people. You know, one of the things that you do is once you start serving other people, life becomes pretty amazing for you. And so go out there and serve just like you're doing, Kim, um, by doing this podcast. Your smile that just came on as soon as I said that. Isn't that an amazing thing that you can do is just smile. Give someone a hug. I know it's kind of hard in this pandemic, but smiling at people, saying hi to people, being friendly, being loving. I didn't used to be a loving guy. Now I'm the love bug guy. I hand out these love buttons. I've handed out over 7,000 of them now. Every time I hand them out, that person feels just a little bit better, a little bit more loved, a little bit more like they're going to take on the world and they have a chance to do it. So spread love, love contagiously. <laughs> well, I, I hope they all listen to your podcast. And one of the things I just want to mention is on and your cover art is, is art you've actually painted yourself. And I just... When I look at 
that it just makes me smile because the boldness and the richness and the colors and the placement, it's just so you and reflects your personality. And I thought how amazing to have a visual that matches your personality that, that you were able to kind of put that out there and be like, here's my drawing. This is, this is me. And I just, I love it. And I just love everything you do and your whole outlook and you're very inspiring. So thank you so much for joining us today. Oh yeah. Do you have time for one more tip for people? Absolutely. Okay. So the reason that artwork came about is from a book called The Artist Way. And it was written by Julia Cameron when she went through a divorce with James Cameron. She was, I believe his first wife. He's on night number five or so now. He wrote uh, or or directed uh, Titanic and Avatar. But she wrote this book. She was pretty broken. So there was one before Linda Hamilton, before the Terminator girl. If he was married to her, yes. <laughs> she wrote this book called The Creative Artist. And I didn't realize this when someone recommended it. It's just a couple of years ago, but it's it's pretty popular. It's been out there and translated into multiple languages for the last 30 years. And essentially what it says is, and it relates to hypnosis too, is that when we were small, many people had the creative artist with them programmed out of them by someone saying, a parent, a coach, a teacher, whoever, that that doesn't look good or you don't sound good singing or you can't play an instrument or whatever it is. And your subconscious remembered that. But what she teaches is a process to recapture your creative artist within you. And I wasn't a creative artist. I hadn't played any instruments. I hadn't done any art. It was terrible. In fact, I applied to one of those art schools and they said, you're not good enough. People said that I didn't sing very well, all those kinds of things. And after reading that book and doing that process, within six months, I signed up for art class at the local community art or just school, community, whatever they call those things. And I started painting. Yeah. And I started, I went to Guitar Center. I bought myself an electric guitar and said, I was going to learn how to play Freebird by Leonard Skinner before (laughs) I die. That's my favorite song. And I started writing a book. I'm just finishing the second one from that. So if anyone out there wants to stimulate that creativity within you, You can do it. It's locked out of you, but you can do it. There's a process to do it. She has a wonderful process. Hypnotherapy is a wonderful process. There's many processes out there. You can create whatever you want to in your life. Just make the choice and go do it. Well, I am feeling very inspired. I'm not sure I'm ready for karaoke yet, but but maybe to pick up a a coloring book and and some, some pencils. So thank you so much for joining us today. I just just love your attitude. I love your outlook on life. I love everything, everything that you do and that you represent. So I really appreciate you taking the time for us today. And for everybody that's listening, just stay safe, make good choices and stay inspired. And I will talk to you next week. Truly an honor, pleasure to be here, Kim. Thank you very much. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maximum Optane your ride to the entrepreneur's evolution. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments, topic ideas, or you just want to be a guest on my show, I want to hear from you. You can reach me directly at mlpodcast at autotraining.net. Thanks for listening and keep seeking information everywhere that you can. 